Good morning and welcome to the Preventing Grace podcast. It is October 17th and so that means we're almost done with the birthday season. One more. We have three birthdays in October, mine included. Yeah. But they're all horrible. They're all awful. They all cost lots of money. <laughs> That's, this is the downside of having six kids. Like we should have done this in the beginning. In the beginning, we should have like we should have habituated our children to having, you know, not, not my birthday, but your birthday, which is like one present, <laughs> maybe yeah, like a flower my, picked out of a field. Why is my pre- my birthday one <laughs> <it> present? <laughs> How come you? No, but I mean that's that's about that's the birthday you grew up with, right? It was like when, like someone made something out of like wheat or something and gave it to you, <laughs> <laughs> and it was special. <laughs> I because it's the it's the it's the thought behind the gift, not the gift. <laughs> so I would, I would I would like I would give I would I'd be super happy to give thought gifts <laughs> to all my children. So our latest birthday said, I. I don't want to make a list because I require them to make a list. I'm not going to guess what six children want for Christmas and their birthdays. Like, make your list. And um, she said, I think everybody should think about what I want and just give me, you know, come up with it themselves. So I said, then you want nothing. She quickly made a list. She got she got pulled. She, she dug down deep and she figured out how to she, make she a list. She could actually figure out what she wanted. So what I like, I... I didn't. I believed in my heart for a long time that making a list of telling people what you want was bad, but I've come to now believe that 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 it's act to tell people what you want is to refuse to do the affection test, which we tell people not to do anyway. Like you shouldn't do an affection test, and guess making people guess what you want for your birthday and Christmas is definitely an affection test every single time because they're going to guess wrong always. So. I've come around to your way of thinking. I thought you'd be happy about that. I, I'm saying I think you were right. Now you're wrong, but <laughs> in the beginning, you shouldn't have inspection tests in your life. Well, right, and especially expensive. If, if, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if the affection test can be cheap, I mean, it's that would well, be a little better right, than the expensive ones. Yeah. So we're not going to keep talking about birthdays because that could really go on for hours. Um, But we did, we thought of some things to talk about today. And the first one, which I don't know if it's important or not, but it was really interesting to me because I have never shopped here. Well, I did go in here once and then to the store and I was intimidated. And so I walked right back out and that's the Ulta Beauty decided to blow up their brand by having two men describe or talk chat about girlhood <laughs> two grown men not even like womanhood girl it's head. girl girlhood and they let's see i don't know who the dave dylan mulvaney and david lopez so they have, you know, full on men names and they are chatting together about uh, how they can, about girlhood. This Dylan guy, there's like as a if lot they're girls. of, like they're, they're, yeah. They're, 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 so, you know, because this one man is talking about how wonderful it will be that he can have a baby. Yeah. He's going to he be a mother. mother. 
like like also motherhood isn't a uh, the, the, there's no difference between womanhood and girlhood either like it's just girl i guess maybe girl i don't know and so i i watched some of his more so like the one guy like the one, the one guy interviewing the other guy has like a beard <laughs> is he claiming to be a girl too is he i'm not sure I think sometimes. I think they're both on TikTok. The other like makes they're both look, look, makeup. Tries to look like a she. He like does all of the affectations of a of a what like a well not all of them. They're like caricature. Exa- yeah, they're caricature exaggerated, uh, uh, exaggerated. Of like I don't know, um, legally blonde or something like like really 12-year-old. Like, yeah, twelve year old girl like really Maybe. um like he's he's modeled himself after something. But it does. It does seem like he's trying to be a girl. Like he, he doesn't have any idea what that means. So he's well. He has a. He has an idea. It's like a grotesque idea. It's, uh, um, I'm sort of speechless watching this video on a reel without any sound. <laughs> so they they put these up, which is they're mansplaining to women how to be girls right. the, the, the alta beauty is the is the website it's on and mm-hmm. which is a which is a it's a company designed it's a for women. store we actually have one of these like it's a physical store you can go in this store do i make up or do you make yeah, yeah. okay and they have a salon at the back like you can get your hair done and so they tweeted out they're doing you know, a series or something on girlhood or I don't know, beauty. And they have these two guys, they're going to be brave. So now they're blocking on Twitter. They're blocking tons and tons of women, like actual women who are saying, Hey, you know, even like we don't object. Well, I do, but the people tweeting, they don't object to men talking about beauty and wearing makeup. Right. Right. They're not, Nobody cares. Whoever wants to buy the product, whatever, do whatever you want. But they didn't, they're not even like marketing to men. They're marketing to men who are going to be women. And, um, uh, oh, this is great. If you're wondering why a company like, like Ulta Beauty has, it can be so tone deaf and daft with their marketing i present to you the chief merchandising and marketing officer of ulta beauty and it's a it's a white man <laughs> and this is so really like it's kind of profane but i love the baroness von sketch show and they're they're, they're how will the women know it's for women sketch which you should look up and they're like well it's gonna have to be pink it's gonna be it's gonna have butterflies and they're like Yes, it's going to have butterflies. <laughs> so there are a lot of great responses to this. Um, people are are pushing back. And Ali Beth Stuckey also tweeted, you had two grown men tell actual women what it's like to be a girl, as if they could have any earthly idea. That has nothing to do with beauty. It's lunacy and it's insulting. Um, it th- like lots of really good res- replies. It's so disrespectful. That's what everybody is saying, which is so good. It's so disrespectful and misogynist. Um, of 
them to do well, this. Well, she's pretending. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, he, he is he. pretending to have menstruation. Right? Is that, mm-hmm. is that, in one of the TikToks. What, what is the thing with this? This is, this is so weird. I've never, I, I saw this with another person who got who actually got uh, sued and banned for something, but uh, he was he was just he was ob- he was so ugly as a woman <laughs> trying to be a woman. And he, he went around pretending to menstruate all the time. And it's just, what, what, this is, this is, this is literally mental insanity. This is, this is insane. This is insanity. And we're putting it up there like it's, our society is putting it up there like it's, like it's a good thing. Like, like, oh, look how inclusive we are. These men are, they're, these men are displacing women by being better women than men, than women, and look, isn't this wonderful? Isn't it? I, it's just amazing. I'm, I'm surprised that so many women put up with it. Actually, I'm glad to see the re- reaction to this. I mean, but there are but so you would not do. have the trans movement being successful if women didn't put up with it. Like if, if every woman said, "This is a, this is done. We're done with this. We're not allowing men to take a take to 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 push us out of our own." I just sex. no, but it's not just. It's not like there's a, okay, I, I do agree. Every single woman should say no more trans at all. But even so, it's also really, really driven by men um, who are pushing it hard and are, yeah, here's the guy who's interviewing her, him, him, David Lopez. Is it because they hate, is it, I mean, I, I mean, is it, it does seem as something. A lot of these men just generally hate women. Maybe because they're gay, and they see women as a as a competition, and they hate they hate other women. Like they hate that men. Like I I have read some websites where like men who are pretending to be women hate just hate women it's, because other men are actually attracted to actual women, and they don't want to be with men dressed up like women, which is transphobic or something like that, which is what we're told. But so they're angry, like, and, and if you, we've read those articles before. Where, the, where if you are if you're a man and you're not attracted to a woman, excuse me, a man dressed up like a woman, then you're, then you're, you're it's trans- morally wrong. Like you, you should try to be attracted because because you're not seeing if this person really is a woman. <laughs> I'm sorry, you just can't do that. You this is where this is where the, the whole movement crashes and collides on the massive rock. And mountain of reality, you can't, <laughs> you can't. I mean, ultimately, it's it like has the, to. Yeah, the trans it's... movement is like the the, t- the Titanic traveling across the North Atlantic, <laughs> and then reality is this huge iceberg. That the captain, you know, just refuses to see, and then it's going to sink. You cannot force men to be attracted to other men. You can't, no matter how how dressed up they get. You can put a lipstick on a pig, but men aren't still going to want to. Man. <laughs> Ulta Beauty blocked Estee Lauder on Twitter. <laughs> Did Estee Lauder troll them? I guess they must have said something. Well, good for Estee. Maybe I'll go buy some Estee Lauder today. I don't know. <laughs> that's the other thing that's so terrible about this is it's all about products. It's all in the yeah. It's 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 capitalist. It's cap. It's like which, and I tend I like capitalism within the bounds of reality of reality and and virtue. But when but you know the the, the the corporations right now, many corporations right now have so bought into the wokeness that, well, that's why we had the PayPal, you know, threatening to take $2,500 away from your accounts if you say something non-woke on social media. 
I mean, it's just, it, it's it's insane, and they've they've gotten on this bandwagon. So, well, the clowns are in charge. <laughs> this is definitely clown world. Well, were you were you, were you reading something? Was it and was it was it Aaron McIntyre who was saying that this is the, the whole purpose of some of this stuff is just to make you bow to something absurd? Yeah, like, like, like the, that's a really good video. It's kind of far back, but clown world. Well, he was talking about it in terms of the military. It's just to push as far. You you have to say absurd and and terrible things. It's a pure power move. It's not about whether or not um, you agree or not. It's a like it's a flex. Say uncle, basically. Mm. And the more absurd things you you force people to say and accept, the more um dominance the well he calls it the total state they they feel right but they have to stretch so far it makes them weaker and weaker the more they have to flex the more they the weaker they get which is theoretically comforting but in reality is just really dangerous and terrible so this is definitely a flex and um it it's interesting to see people are i mean it's so divided People are angry at them, but they, so, so, but nobody, this is what's interesting to me. Nobody wants to stop buying products, you know, right. That the consumer angle of this is part of its volatility and nobody wants to stop buying stuff. Nobody wants to really um deal with the core i think well but i mean it makes sense i mean not okay so like if everything you buy and sell here we go for a revelation <laughs> is marked with a rainbow flag right you still have that milk right so if if if, if, if the, every milk company decides we're going to put a rainbow flag on our gallon of milk i mean you, the only recourse you have really is to buy a cow but you can't buy a cow so so you just buy. So milk. you have to buy the milk, right? So, and then and I'm not saying. I mean, a lot of these things, like makeup, isn't like the same thing as milk. But, but if every if every corporation has has become is pushing the narrative, so they're gonna win. Ulta is eventually gonna ride this out because Target, when they decided to have gender neutral bathrooms, and <clears throat> they sell Target. When I walked in, like six months ago, for some reason, it was selling. Uh, in the in the kids area had become there's like this mm. trans area where mm-hmm. they were selling chest binders and like clothes that were for this sort of very trans look. I walked right back out without buying anything, but there were a lot of people in the store. Like the initial backlash for Target was big, but they wrote it out, and now right. I think they're doing they're fine because people are like, "Well, I'll go back. I'll go to Target. I still really need to go to Target." <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I don't really want to go to Walmart, like so. I'm just gonna to go to Target. So, I mean, Ulta Beauty, huge. I don't know. Maybe they they're gonna lose a bunch of customers now, but in a little bit, people are gonna be like, "Oh, but I really liked that one lipstick they had." So, I really hate that they hate women, and I'm like financially contributing to my own demise. But I really want this lipstick, so I'm just gonna go buy it anyway. Like, like that's. Their calculation, right. and I don't know that they're wrong. I think right. they're probably right in the long run. So, 
it's I mean, nice to see the pushback, but it's also, you know, it's for a time. What ultimately can we, can anyone do against um, so much hate, as Theoden says in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> what can one do against so much hate? And he rides out into the battle and wins. Yeah, but, you do have um, to stop shopping yeah. at Target. Like, you should really stop. stop. Well, but you fight, yeah. And you, I mean, this. You should get on Twitter and. And every time you can say on Twitter, that's not a man, that's not a woman. Yeah. You should do it, even though. Never, ever, 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 ever use someone's preferred pronouns if they're not related to their consistent, if they're not, if they're not consistent with their sex. Yeah. I don't care who it is. Daughter, brother, uh, yeah. son, brother. No, you are, you are don't, a man. Don't do it. And if you're coming to this house to eat Thanksgiving dinner. You can wear your high heels and you put on your dress, but you're, you're Bob. You're Bob. <laughs> I'm calling you Bob. <laughs> and, we should. Um, so I do. I'm pretty happy. I have absolutely radicalized our whole family. Everybody's yeah. listening to Orrin McIntyre and our, our children last night have totally re. So what they like, I'm just going to talk about them. <laughs> I shouldn't do this, but they've listened to, I don't know, two years, maybe since COVID, they've discovered the intellectual dark dark web and they've listened to all of the people that have talked, are talking about the demise of Western culture. And, but there's always been there, they've been frustrated, you know, like it's, it's, it's like maybe 70% true, yeah. you know, it goes, it goes almost the distance, but it doesn't go the whole way. And, so in the last month, everybody started listening to Oren McIntyre, and he he goes all the way. He actually explains to you what it is that you're so what you're seeing and why it's so bad and how it's all going to come crashing down, and what to do about it. Even it though does. he keeps saying he's not going to do that, and one of the main things he says, which it blows apart what every single American has been taught from childhood is that you can have the dream. You can move wherever you want. You can have whatever kind of job you want. You can be whoever you want. That's not true. If you want a sane world, you will not move wherever you want. You will find a group of people and you will live with them until you die. And you will hold on to them and you will form an actual tribe. <laughs> Not an ideological tribe, but you will form a group of people. Some might call it a family, right. a church, and you will privilege the people that you know over all the ideology that they have. And you will stay with them, and you will materially and physically engage your life with theirs. It's called, I don't know, what is that called? Like reality? <laughs> but he's given them permission to say to acknowledge that right they're, that they're going to make a trade-off whatever they do in life whatever kind of job they get wherever they go they're going to be trading one good against another and they need to count the cost and yeah they're all they're kind of euphoric they're like amazed right. that somebody said it to them i guess i could have said it but i didn't know that because i didn't grow up knowing that either like the whole point of america is that you you move wherever you want you do whatever you want. You be whoever you want. That's what America is. It's, it's a horrible lie. Yeah, you know, I, was, I mean, I've been, I've been really encouraging this, this. Now we're like totally not quite on the subject of men dressing as women, but, but 
I've been really encouraged lately at church just because there are people who are making choices about the church and the, and, and the quote unquote community, you know, because the American thing is you, you, which is understandable. You move to where there's a job, you, you, you pursue your career and the ultimate aim of course, is to have the house that you want to have and the, and the, and the salary you want to have and the, and the, the cars, the car you want to have. And, and yet, you know, people are finding as they, as they do make those changes and make those moves that they, you, you, you don't just blossom community wherever you go. Like you don't, you, you sometimes, sometimes you move to a place and it's, it's barren and there's, there's nothing there. So if you find if you, if you have a good, a good church, that's worth not moving away from. If you have it's a, worth if, having if, less if, money. And I'm not just talking about a good church as far as like teaching and preaching, which is that's the most important thing. But but like people who love you and people who are surrounding, are caring for you and, and providing for you, even if you don't like the town or the or, and your your job isn't perfect, you you can't just place find that everywhere you go. The people in your in your local church are not uh, interchangeable with the people in another local right, church. Right. You, you they. Uh, they might be similar. You might, you'll have to start over again. You'll have every time you move, you start over. You right. don't move from. It's not like what is that a, a lateral move in churches. It's you always are going back down into the yeah. pit and then climbing back out every time you start over. Right. Which doesn't mean that you can't do it or that you shouldn't, but you should it, know that that's what's happening. Yeah. So you're making a a choice and not a not being caught. By surprise right and so and so yeah i mean if you if you that too that but also just like if people if, if um if you if you know if your goal isn't to have the house and the car and the salary but to have eternal things right like the church like the people the people in your church are going to be with you forever if they're, if they're, the, 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 the people the people in your in your, your office aren't going to be necessarily going to be for some forever. of them might, some of them might, but not. Every, but that's the, the the corporation won't. Right. The job also, won't. beauty isn't going to be with you forever. Right. But your church will actually. The, the church is literally an eternal community, and you you go you 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 are with these people now, but they're never going to leave you. So why would you? So we do tell people before they move. We try. We've. Well, I I think we've only discovered this. You know, people have discovered this through COVID. That in COVID, the isolation that, that people felt and had yeah. when they were locked down without family and without church turned out to be, that was a bigger weight than the amount of money that people lost right. in COVID. So in that sense, COVID was a super important thing, a yeah. helpful thing. It revealed to me, I didn't know, you know, what, I, I mean, I, we moved here for this church, obviously, and we've kept staying here for this church which surprises uh, us because yeah, our, our goal was to come we thought okay we're going to move to Binghamton it's a terrible place to live because you know it's just it's northeast we don't want to be in northeast we want to be we want, we want to be in the south we need to be in Texas we, the weather's horrible it's awful um the people are not our people no, yeah, the nation these gods the, are not the, our gods these gods are not our gods um so we're going to go for, we're going to we're going to fix the church yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> if you leave, it won't take very long. It won't take very long. It, it's gonna, obviously. you know, we're gonna make it better, and then we're gonna after two years, and you know, got out of the plans. Thank goodness, he, he saved us from our own stupidity, <laughs> and here we are. And we, you know, this is this is now. These people are now our people. <laughs> Their weird gods are um, <laughs> at least comfortable for us. We right, right. we see them on our yard signs now all the time, but <laughs> it not ours, but our neighbors. Well, so there's no good place to live. Right. That's the, the thing yeah. is that everywhere you live, it's going to be terrible. And it's also going to be great. You know, there's going to be really great things that you didn't know about, but, but it's going to be terrible and great. And so what are your, what's your, what are your calculations? So I feel like that's a great segue into our next topic, which is this video that I. Christofascism. was Christofascism, <laughs> which I was fascinated to watch this video yesterday so i transcribed it for the blog and uh i love uh, by by love obviously i mean i think it's ridiculous uh but what i like about these these patriot of faith this their test i don't know what it is to attest your allegiance to something I, I, I just like the word choices in this too. It feels fascinating. Okay, so this is the this is a, this is a, I'm not sure what church this is, but it's a it's, it's got to be NAR. That New Apostolic Reformation, which is this idea that that now we're in the latter days, and so God is is appointing new apostles through whom Jesus you know speaks his words of revelation, and so these are now the leaders of the church. We all need to get behind the new apostolic new, new apostles, and um, they're very. It's very, 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 very uh, name it, claim it kind of theology where you make decrees and declare things and they come into being. Which is basically manifesting. Right. Like, it's basically I think the it Christian form called, of manifesting. Not, I'm sorry. not Christian. quote unquote Christian it's form like of manifesting. It's word of faith, but right. I don't really know if there's any, I would love to find out. Maybe somebody's written about this. What's, if there's any distinction to be made between word of faith, heresy, and manifesting like yeah. i'd love to know well i think you, you in your article yesterday you pointed out one of the distinctions and that is that manifesting you have to guard against saying something the universe might hear but i think that word of faith they you're not supposed to say neg- i mean Joel yeah, says you're true. not allowed to say negative things you can't say i have cancer huh. or i'm afraid of having cancer because... you will attract cancer to yourself by saying the word right. cancer because right. Elgato doesn't know. He's just this 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 whether you want it ignorant or not. life force out there that just has, is, is subject to your your will to your words. Your, yeah. 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 So how is that? I just is there any difference between manifesting and word of faith? Has anybody written about that? Because I, I could Google. Maybe you should write about that. Sweetie. Yeah, I know. You should write about. that. I've got other things to do. You should. You're a writer. <laughs> you, you write things. I write things. So, That's but this is. This is pure, for me, after all the reading I did about, this is pure manifesting because all these declarations are in the present tense. And I, my favorite was, we declare that our nation is energy, energy independent, which is a lie. <laughs> so you're actually having to lie. We are okay. not energy. Maybe we would be tomorrow, but, but you have to say it in the present tense because otherwise it's... Right. The universe won't give it to you. Well, but well, no. What's interesting too is that you know this is this group. It's a niche group. It's not huge. It's small, but this group is the group that was largely behind the January sixth thing. It's it's these are these are the people who 
have so wedded together national I mean, patriotism with with the religion. It's not white evangelicals. This, I mean, they, is, they are white. They're right? white, but they're, but they're not, they're not evangelical. evangelical. No, they're 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 a it's a it's a sect. It's a it's a it's not Christianity. It's not at Christianity, all. right? So so when you you go back and listen to some of the Christian preachers, excuse me, quote unquote Christian preachers who were who were headlining some of these rallies before January 6th, listen to what they say. It's all NAR. It's all this, this weird cult. And it's and, and but, but the left, uh, the, the woke left. Um, it's a perfect foil for them. Yeah. KK Dumay, Beth Allison Barr, all of them. They, they can use this little sect as representative of the entire white male evangelical <laughs> Uh, edifice and 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 slander every slander traditional christianity they can use stuff like this and say well look, this is where this is where white evangelicals have led this kind the, the the church no these are not white these are this is not evangelical this is not christianity so so uh, the more we say the more people look at this kind of thing that you wrote about i think the more people will be able to make that distinction I, yeah, it's like saying not using somebody's preferred pronouns. Like every time you come across this, you should start shouting, "That's not Christianity!" Hello, it's not yeah. Christianity, yeah. not Christianity. Right. Not talking about Jesus, not right. Jesus. Right. Uh, it's like you know the way that um, everybody for a while wanted uh, Muslims to to be like peace loving versus you know they wanted uh, Islam to sort of make distinctions within itself. And it I don't wasn't think they were willing to do that. <laughs> well, I'm willing to to make distinctions all day long and say these people, these are gods, are not my gods. And um, I, I just, it's so interesting though because they also, there's one one of these is particularly well. There's the there's uh, sorry, I'm I have too many thoughts going on in my head. I love that they were these the word influencer. We are, we have legal power from heaven and exercise our authority. So they say that, but they obviously have no authority and no power. So it's like, they're, they're lying. Right. Then they, uh, through the power of God, we are the world influencers. I love that. So they're taking modern, you know, influencer categories. Right. They are adopting the framework <laughs> that is crumbling around them. They're not willing, they don't know that it's all crashing down right they they have all this stuff about the constitution which makes it like a magical document you know according to our like the constitution has any force in this current age at all they keep referring to it like it's some kind of yeah. special thing and then they have the seven mountains which i love they they're gonna right that's a big thing in, in big our thing. theology is you is it you decree and declare your authority over all the seven mountains. Seven mountains are the, the entertainment industry, the, the government, um, education. The, every day, there's a seven institutional mountains in this nation that these guys say they're going to they're going to claim We're for gonna themselves. We're going to take right. back and permanently control positions right. of influence and leadership in each of the seven mountains. It's not going well for them. Yeah, like they're they've just lost Ulta Beauty <laughs> today. Like they yeah. <laughs> they lost the beauty industry. They've lost. It, it, it's a weird thing to say in the present tense. Right. I have power when you don't have power. 
I, I think that's so great. Yeah. yeah. So they're not dangerous again, though, because they, if they did have power, then they could be dangerous. They should be mocked. And that's easy to do because everybody hates them, right? They don't have cultural power either. Um, right. So anyway, I love this. Well, the thing, <laughs> I don't even think of that thing. I mean, okay. So even if they did have power, I'm not sure they'd be that dangerous anyway. I mean, it, it's, they're not, they're not looking to put people in camps or, or gas them. They're not, uh, it's just a weird cult. It, and they're not even asking, uh, demanding other people be converted to their cult. They, they just, just want to be able to buy all the stuff they from China. They, they, want. they want to be able to buy stuff from China, and and they want they want the seven they, mountains to to say Jesusy things. They want yeah, they want people to be less obviously homos, homosexual and trans. Right. Keep it keep it simmer it down. <laughs> right, right. They want physical healing from all their ailments. Right. So it's if, hardly fascism. It's hardly. I mean, what is it? Michael Bird, the guy who is famous for talking about um, he's a, he's a, he used to be a well-respected new Testament scholar until he started talking more on Twitter and he went woke for one. He was used to be, he used to have a, a follow a, a decent reputation before he went woke. And then, and then now like, he's just blown it because you know, the videos, <laughs> videos emerged of him talking about Jesus in a sexual position. Oh, yeah, no, I don't. But I, we're not going to talk about it because it was so. Yeah, it was so horrible. Uh, it was so blasphemous. It was actually blasphemous. And um, talking about, and and trying to be relevant to a gay person who was interviewing him, who was like, "Hey, don't say that." Yeah, and the, the, even the gay person Nate who interviewing was him was like super <laughs> freaked out by this, uh, by by Michael Bird suggesting that Jesus has had this experience. So it was super embarrassing to watch. It was, I, I would, that was, but anyway, that, that, and, and of course now he's, he's buddy, buddy with KK Dumay and Alison Barr and all of the, all of the wokesters um, who were, who were doing their best to dismantle and to deconstruct Christianity. Um, but he, he, he re retreated this thing and said, this is very frightening. This Christo fascism is so scary. It's not scary. He doesn't, has, Another thing that Michael Bird does is he also he like he he always he spends a lot of time talking about American politics like he knows what it is and knows what's going on here and it's, it, it, it is it's as prescient as if I were to spend a lot of time if we were to podcast about Australian all the time politics which we know literally nothing about <laughs> he doesn't know anything about American politics. I think we should start, but he, but he we wants, should say our opinions about Liz Truss. Yeah, like yeah. we know what's uh, going on in hey, England right now. Hey, she's a Tory, right? She's conservative, so she she must be really great, you know. And and she says like she's trying to do Reagan stuff, so I loved Reagan, so he she must be. Uh, you know, she. I don't know what the problem with the Brits are, but they should just they should just rally around Truss. What's wrong with him? That's that's the level of political dialogue that Michael Bird has with regard to <laughs> American politics. He just doesn't know. Um, I'm sure personally he's a nice guy. I I I don't know what his relationship with Jesus is uh, because of the way he's trending left. But um, I not not just ideologically left, but theologically left. Um, but he 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 uh, he does. He's one of those who wants to take little little bitty groups, niche groups like this, and characterize all of American Christianity under the banner. We're all Christo fascists because these guys got together and had 
the Pledge of Allegiance to their own decrees and declaring. <laughs> right. But what was it? It's interesting. Was getting back to the actual content of the de- declaration, the decree, like they're, they're, they, they, we have the legal authority. This is a, this is a earmark of, of, NAR. of NAR is they, they believe that God has given them like a le- there's some, there's kind of legal, some kind of legal transaction that's taken place in the heavenly realms in which God has contracted himself to America and to these leaders in particular um, in order to save the nation. So God's like legally bound by what they're doing. And they're, and whenever they, they say something, they yeah, bind it a, on earth. They, they bind it in yeah, heaven. Yeah. Right. This, so they, they're, cause they're apostles, right? So they can do that. Um, I, it's such a jumble. I like this one too. Yeah. Like we stand against wokeness, the occult and every attempt against our na- evil attempt against our nation. <laughs> Those are, you know, it's I mean, an interesting set of things. It's pretty great. It's true. I mean, I, mean, I do also. <laughs> there, stand there, against- I, there, I stand against all those things, and I do think they're related. I just don't think that the NAR, NAR is. It's, it's and also, even- what evil attempts? You know, like there's so many. Yeah. You can't. Wh- which ones? Which ones? Everyone? <laughs> Are you gonna? F- because again, just just cycle back, circle back. If you want to stand against every evil attempt, I feel like you would stop shopping at Target. But you know, again. <laughs> When I need something, I'm probably going to pop over there. Well, no, I'll always go to Walmart first. Actually, I have, you know, I, I have not been in Target since that bathroom thing. Yeah, good, good job. Yeah, I don't like shopping anyway. But oh yeah, it's like a big, big sacrifice. <laughs> I would never for go you. to Target in the, <laughs> purposefully if I had any reason not to go. But mm-hmm. I haven't been there since. We used to go to Target to buy stuff. I remember like having all the kids hanging off the cart. Yeah. What would they? What would we go buy there? We buy a lot of expensive stuff that we didn't know we could buy at Aldi because we were. This was our Wegman's Target age where we went into Let's credit card Wegmans <laughs> and buy like lots of groceries for yeah. five hundred dollars when we can get a we and can... we get the free childcare like <laughs> like we right. needed childcare right. Um, when we could go to Aldi or at that time Price Chopper and spend like fifty bucks. I don't know we'd spend four hundred dollars on yeah. Wegmans. Not Although, price chopper, price. What was it called? I think the clothes that had all these price. Ones. Right, I loved that store yeah. so much. That was where people of other ethnicities who were not from here would go. You could always find really, you could find halal meat and like um, spices, bulk spices. That was a tragic day. I actually sat in the parking lot and cried when I saw the the closed sign. Yeah, I was sad. That. I was. Mm-hmm. Did you really cry? Yeah, well, I was having a bad day anyway, uh, and that pushed me right over the edge. Oh. It was Women October. Are so weird. They cry, 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 you cry, you cry about everything. No, like you cry about things. It doesn't like it takes a lot to make me cry. Like it has to be like it has to be like you know, the Dallas Cowboys losing or something to make me cry. <laughs> but, it, but then, which was, means I cry quite a lot. But That's right. the, but no, I mean, I don't. There's like very few things that men cry about. Women cry about everything. Like you can, you just have a hard day, and you come home and you. You start crying. Not no. The other factors have to come into view. It's like a conflagration of of things that that cause a female person, a gendered female, to cry, <laughs> like an actual female. Yeah. Person, yeah. it can't just be one. But when you have like seven things, the seven mountains join themselves together in a bad way, then yeah, then you're gonna cry. So. That's a thing, but you have to like take over the seven mountains. <laughs> I think we've beaten that horse. Yeah. Wait, the passion. Oh, oh yeah. 
Where's the passion tree? It's just over there on the. Oh no! Well, you have. I had one. We read... I was gonna. We were gonna read a whole book. Well, I can't find it now. Where we'll pick it? another one off the shelf. Oh no! Here it is. Here it is. We were reading from uh, Paul's out of the Galatians. I remember this? The, the passion translation. This thing is loved by the natural or the um, the NAR. NAR people love the passion translation because it's it's the actual. It's the Holy Spirit telling them what God really meant in the books of the Bible. So if you have just a regular old Bible, you don't have, you don't have the actual, you don't know what it means. The authorized version. Right. Cause this is, this is now God has come to his person or the person here. Um, the one translator, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Simmons and told him what the text actually says. So um, don't worry about, don't worry about like getting to know the ancient languages, Greek or Hebrew and, and do away with any kind of translation committee. You don't need that. You just need this guy who's now told us the actual translation. So beloved ones, let me say, this is now we're in Galatians chapter one, um, verse 11, beloved ones. Let me say emphatically that the gospel entrusted to me was not given to me by any man. No one taught me this revelation, for it was given to me directly by the unveiling of Jesus, the anointed one, before my eyes. It's kind of like Brian. So Paul is kind of like Brian. Simmons. Brian Simmons here, right? So, so. By now, you have heard the stories of how severely I harassed and persecuted Christians and did my best to systematically destroy God's church, all because of my radical devotion to preserve the traditions of the Jewish tradition, religion. My zeal and passion for the doctrines of Judaism distinguished me among my people, for I was more advanced in my religious instruction than any others my age. But then something happened. What, what happened? Well. God, God called me by his grace, and in love he chose me from my birth to be his. God's grace unveiled his son in me so that I would proclaim the message of sonship to the non-Jewish people of the world. After I had this encounter, I kept in secret, kept it a secret for some time, sharing it with nobody, and I chose not to run to Jerusalem to try and impress those who had become apostles before me. Instead, I went away into the Arabian desert for a season until I returned to Damascus, where I first encountered Jesus. I remained there for three years and I, until I eventually went up to Jerusalem and met the apostle Peter and stayed with him for a couple of weeks so I could get to know him better. <laughs> get to know him better? That's <laughs> That's so brilliant. The other the other apostle I met, the only other apostle I met during that time was James, the Lord's brother. Everything I'm describing to you, I confess before God is the absolute truth. After my stay in Jerusalem, I went to Syria and Southeast Turkey, but remained unknown to the Jewish believers in Judea. The only thing they heard about me was this. Our former enemy, who once brutally persecuted us, is now preaching the good news of the, of the faith that he was once obsessed with destroying. Because of the transformation that took place in my life, they praise God even more. The end. Because um, the end here, right, end well, of they, the reading. The end of chapter one, right? The, tra oh. the, 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 the transformation that took place in my life, they praise God even more. That's that was really moving. Yeah, I mean, so it's like it's the, just it's so just, beautiful, like uh -huh. the language. I mean, is so there's there's nice some, of great. course, it has some semblance of what Paul wrote in Galatians one. It's just the it. I think the the. The thinking behind it is, is more personable. Like you can say, hey, then something happened to me rather than... Because formality is bad. Right, right. That's, that's That seems to be one of the underlying assumptions of the Holy Spirit in this, in this the, translation. Is that he, doesn't, he wants you to... He wants you to know that he wears a tuxedo t-shirt, which says... This is... I, 
I, I like to party. But I'm also kind of formal. But I'm also kind of formal. <laughs> so, I love that movie. It, yeah. That's good I love yeah. So we should probably sign off. Okay. Well, yeah, we've got to go do stuff. But thank you so much for listening. And we will not be back next week mm-hmm. because we'll be somewhere else. And I'm pretty sure we can't figure out how to carry all this stuff with us. So. I'm sorry, so sorry, but we will not be back next week, but the one after that for sure. Bye.